If you walked into a grocery store in the spring of 2020, then one of the things you'll remember is the anxiety. Maybe you wore rubber gloves. Maybe you put on a mask. You probably tried to stay as far away from your fellow shoppers as possible. You'd consult your shopping list, rush up and down the aisles, and try to get in and out of the store as fast as you could. Once home, you'd wipe your new products down, resting some of the non-perishable items on your balcony or front step, often overnight. Over a matter of days, the act of shopping, once viewed as carefree, became one of the few essential tasks Canadians were told they could leave the house to do. And was it ever stressful? Shopping had become, to put it mildly, unpleasant. Fast forward one year, and our shopping experiences are still stressful, but nothing like they were when the pandemic first arrived. Still, there is a yearning, like in so many facets of our lives, to return to the days before COVID-19 changed everything. But can we ever really go back? Welcome to The New Normal, the podcast exploring management research, brought to you by Delve, the official publication of McGill University's Dezotel Faculty of Management. I'm your host, Dave Kaufman. On this episode of The New Normal, we will discuss how COVID-19 has changed the physical shopping experience. Among the issues today's episode will explore, how has grocery shopping changed since the start of the pandemic? What new technologies should stores embrace to make for a better experience for the customer? And will the carefree pre-pandemic shopping days ever return? Joining me for this episode is Professor Yu Ma. Dr. Ma is an Associate Professor of Marketing and the Ben Sedun Faculty Scholar at McGill University. Ma studies how consumers react to various marketing incentives. He also examines broader marketing issues, such as the influence of macro environment on the retail sector and the impact of food marketing on population health. Our conversation began when I asked Dr. Ma about some of the main differences he's noticed while grocery shopping in the past year. I think that's a very good question. We all shop for groceries almost every week. For me, I go to stores, I examine uh, products, I pick them up, uh, just see how fresh they are before I put them into my basket. But I think COVID changed how I shop. Of course, you know, there are less people around me. Uh, it's less crowded because of distancing measure. And also at the same time, I'm a little bit concerned about picking up stuff again and again because of the possibility of getting infected through products. So in general, I observe people using less touching in this shopping process, but touching is such a big part for us to have this best uh, possible experience out of shopping. I think something is missing here. It just doesn't feel as good as before. That tactile experience, that ability to see if the melon is fresh or to smell an object, that's also pretty much gone because it's well hard to smell for freshness when you're wearing a mask. Are these things that you think will ever get back? I do hope we can go back to that because shopping is an experience. We have to be able to smell, we have to be able to touch to get a complete grocery shopping experience. It's nice to shop, on, I mean, shop online. I do a lot of shopping online nowadays. Uh, it's convenient. I do that at home anytime I want. They deliver to my house. That's good. 
But same time, looking at something on the screen, it's just different from actually pick up the products and try, I mean, experience that in my hand. I believe most people will feel the same way. To have a palliative experience, we need that type of interaction with products. As Dr. Ma explains, the last year has done more than disrupt our notions of how to shop for products. COVID-19 has also completely removed the social component of all types of shopping. Well, grocery shopping or in general shopping with your friends, you know, fashion, food. Because if you think about, I go to a restaurant to enjoy my meal, but many times I go to a restaurant with my friends, with my family, so we can talk about things on the table, right? So the meal is not the entire things I want to get out of restaurant. It's an important part. But the other important part is this companionship, this experience of talking to people, connecting with people. That's the other important part of the experience. I think the same applies to shopping. So I used to go shopping with my family together. We pick different things, you know, we look at different things. We talk about the new products and that's a fun experience. But now I best go shop by myself. My wife does her own shopping. That's connection, you know, between family, between uh, your friends, uh, when you go social shopping, that is really missing. But I think that can be addressed with the existing technology in this online environment. So would the idea be that there are certain apps that we could use so that when we're physically alone shopping in a store, we won't really be alone? I think it could uh, come in multiple ways. Uh, you could always call your friends, show them, let's say, a pair of shoes, you know, uh, how does it look on me, right? You can always call them and send them a message and do that. That's possible, even with existing phones and uh, if you shop in stores. But I'm thinking that when you shop online, is there a way for me to connect to my family and my friends so they can look at the same products or they can give me suggestions, we can chat, we can talk. Is there a way to connect to them in that sense? and uh, have a more social shopping experience. And for, for example, uh, I noticed two popular things for people to do, maybe for the younger demographics. One is called Netflix Party. Netflix Party, now rebranded as Teleparty, is an app that synchronizes video playback and adds a group chat to your streaming service, be it Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, or others. It currently has over 10 million subscribers and has gained in popularity since the beginning of the pandemic. So best of there's this tool you can install in browser, and then you can invite people to come and watch Netflix with you together. Uh, one, the person can control which movie to play and how fast to play the movie and uh, where to start. And then everyone can watch the same movie at the same time because it's synchronized by this tool. And then you could chat, you could uh, you know, really laugh together, you could cry together, you know. That's a very, very unique experience. It's like you are going to cinemas with your friends, but you're actually sitting in your uh, couch and watching Netflix with your friends. Ma believes that the technology is there and is just waiting for someone to see the benefits to augment our new reality and make shopping less of an isolating exercise. I think some company might be able to build a platform for all the other companies to use. It's going to require some technology know-how. Different industries have done that quite well. So the Netflix party is one example. Another example is uh, people who play video game online. I mean, this has been done for many years by Microsoft, by Sony. So best you can play the same video game, it's multiplayer game. You can chat, you can work in teams. And I guess you can even turn your camera to look at your uh, teammate uh, in a video game. To me, that technology is already there. And those companies knows how to do that, but they haven't made the connection from video game, let's say, to other aspects of our life, to shopping and other content.
I was recently looking back at photos from the start of the pandemic. There's a picture that I saved on my phone that I took back in March of 2020, right after the WHO declared that COVID-19 was a global pandemic. I took it while standing in line at the grocery store. There are dozens of people packed in like sardines, all with full shopping carts, and not one person in the picture is wearing a mask. As strange and as foreign as that sounds, it was just one year ago. Let's say, one day hopefully not too far down the road, we don't have to wear masks to the grocery store. I wonder if people will go back comfortably, enjoying the shopping experience, or if we will have all been a little too scarred, if you will, from what we've been through. I think the memory will last for a long time, and it's going to take some time for people to change their behavior to go back with uh, full confidence about their prior shopping experience and how they used to shop. And also, on a different note, I think in the last 10 months, the industry has transformed from being physical, being offline to online. They've done more in the last 10 months than the previous 10 years. In some way, people are getting used to shop online. It's convenient. It has its benefits and uh, it's going to stay here, right? E-commerce have seen double-digit growth year over year, but uh, not same for physical stores. So that format will stay. Now is the time, Dr. Ma believes, for stores to embrace the technologies that are available and do everything in their power to make the online shopping experience as warm and welcoming as possible. It's time for us to think about if we are moving from offline to online, uh, from physical to digital, maybe not 100%, but still for those online experience, how could you optimize your shopping experience for your customers so they feel as good as if they're shopping offline and as if they're touching, smelling those produce, you know, uh, bakeries uh, in store. And that will be a big, I think, a big thing for all the retailers uh, to consider. Uh, it will become a competitive advantage. If you have some technology to do that, to deliver that promise, you will be very different. You will provide this unique shopping experience compared to others. That will give you some strong advantage in competition. Another thing that I think about in relation to grocery shopping and COVID-19, and that has happened to me personally, is that if you order something online and the produce does not arrive to your liking, say it's not as fresh as you like, or perhaps doesn't smell as good as you thought it would. Well, to me, I view this as a one chance opportunity for the grocery store to get this right. Because if they show up with rotten bananas, you may not order from them again. I think there is a lot of pressure on retailers and workers to deliver the goods customers want. When order grocery online right now, I kind of have a slight lower expectation because I know it's not me who's picking up my grocery. So the banana may not be the exact grade of yellow I want to have. I'm okay with that for now. But over time, I think we need to think about solutions for those potential problems. If we have uh, enough data about the customers, it's possible to figure out what our customers' preference based on their shopping uh, history. And let's say, suppose we uh, shop online, I, uh, I buy bananas, you know, for next week. And uh, if I have done this multiple times, if each time I get my grocery, there's a way for me to provide feedback to the retailers. He also believes that detailed consumer feedback would be the key to improving the way that AI can pick produce that will be to the customer's satisfaction. If there's a way for me to provide that feedback to retailers, I think that could help them to figure out what I want in the long run. 
and actually deliver what I need even without me being there. So that is something I haven't seen company trying to tackle that. They are providing this shopping experience and assume everything is standardized. But for produce, I totally agree with you. Produce, you cannot standardize them. Every person has a different preference for their produce, which one they want to pick. And that has to be learned over time, over the interactions customer had with the retailer. And the only way to figure out what a customer's real preference is trying to get enough data to, I mean, to decide. Do you see any potential problems with customers giving up that kind of information? I think we have to be concerned about privacy, right? We have to be concerned about how much information we give about ourselves and whether that can be used in the way we want them to be used. I think it's something that as a society, we have to work out, you know, what's the right amount of privacy we can get on those type of data. Uh, some people are willing to sacrifice some privacy to get uh, better recommendations and some, they just don't. So it's a personal choice. And in fact, I think my colleagues is uh, working on some uh, project trying to balance the privacy versus the customization, customization based on customer data and trying to achieve a balance in the summer in the middle. So I don't think that's an easy task to do, but given how much data every company collect about their customers, given the privacy policies, GDPR and so on, it's something that every single retailer should think serious about how you can take advantage of data and how you can also ensure privacy of customers in that process. Another very interesting possibility that Ma raises is the ability for these new technologies to help us make better and healthier food choices. What I haven't seen much use from that data is to help a customer to become a better shopper or to buy healthy stuff. So one project I'm working on kind of in the middle is uh, we are trying to figure out how we can use customer's shopping history and then make recommendations uh, based on what you are buying now and also your overall health condition. What are good substitutes products to your the existing one in your shopping, shopping basket? Could you give me an example of what you mean? So suppose you go shopping, you put a bunch of things in your basket, or if you shop online, it's actually easier to explain in that context. You have uh, multiple items in your basket, chocolate cookies, you could have, like say, white bread. And then if I know something about your preference, if I know something about your health condition, we have enough data actually to figure out and actually make recommendation on, in the real time to the customer. Well, you know what? You should buy, let's say, whole wheat bread in place of the white bread. It's better for your health. It's also might also be cheaper than promotion. And then based on what you buy, based on your existing basket in this app, I would also recommend this and that. I do wonder, is this a feature that people will want? More importantly, is this something that people will be able to trust? After all, how can we know if the app is telling us to buy a product because it's healthier? versus because they need to sell off stock and make room for another item on their shelves. Ma believes that it's in the interest of the grocery store to create technologies that put the customer and their needs first. I think data can be used in that way to really provide assistance to customers so they become better shoppers, they can live better. But right now, I don't think those potential has been realized. Most of them are used for the benefit of retailers and manufacturers, not for the benefit of consumers. 
Earlier in the episode, we discussed ways in which Dr. Ma believes that stores need to pivot to make online purchasing a more user-friendly experience in order to compensate for what has changed and what we've lost since March of 2020. As we conclude today's episode, I'm left wondering just how much we can expect things to go back to the way they once were, be it at a store or hopefully one day inside a restaurant. Suppose we are able to go back to normal later this year with uh, enough vaccination and so on. Uh, will people go back to how they shop before? That's an open question. It takes, uh, I mean, there are two ways to think about that. One, people are going to go experience your life uh, much, much more than before because there being so much uh, need of that experience. Uh, they are they have been deprived of that experience for almost a year. They really want to go back to that. So they're going to spend more. They're going to, let's say, dining out a lot more often than before because they need that uh, relaxation from the pandemic. That's one way. Another way people would say, you know, you know what? Well, once I know how to cook at home, actually it's pretty nice to cook my own meal. It's healthy, it's uh, convenient, it's, uh, it's interesting to do that. I'm going to stick to more with uh, at-home cooking, right? So they could actually keep the habit they formed during COVID and continue doing that for their future. I have to say, as much as my cooking has vastly improved since the beginning of the pandemic, I hope that some semblance of what we lived before March of 2020 returns. And that once it does, we can go back to eating indoors with friends without feeling nervous about it, or go to the mall to buy clothes without feeling anxious. Yes, absolutely. I think that's something I missed a lot. I hope to go back to that experience soon, but online will stay. Uh, once we get used to the convenience, it will stay for sure. I think the new challenge is after the pandemic, how will physical store continue competing against online competitors? It's something they have to figure out, given all the companies that trans doing the transformation uh, to uh, move not entirely online, but have a good presence online. It's something really important for all the retailers to figure out. And also for many smaller retailers, I think they may not have the luxury to move online yet. Uh, it's pressing for them to do that because, you know, uh, this is just one pandemic. It's really changing how business is done uh, because of the restrictions and so on. While the predictions that COVID-19 would mark the end of physical shopping as we know it may have been premature, Ma believes that now is the perfect time to perfect a store's online experience, especially if they've avoided doing so up to this point. This is also an opportunity for you to think about where the future will be a hybrid of offline online, and it's time to move on to provide that component to your customers. So I'm a firm believer of retail will be a mixture of physical and online and maybe virtual later on. I don't think online will completely replace physical because of the experience. We just cannot replicate that experience yet online. Both formats will exist for a long time. And the company, if they want to survive, they have to be prepared to provide both formats to their shoppers. I noticed a lot of smaller business during COVID they don't have an efficient channel to reach your customers. And that is something, uh, is if they haven't done that, if they are still surviving, they definitely should do it now. Will the carefree days of shopping until you drop or fun-filled trips to the grocery store with your partner ever come back? Or will stores find a way to harness new technologies to replace that in-store feel-good factor with apps that allow us to shop physically alone, 
but with friends from across the globe along with us digitally. And will we learn to trust these technologies to help us make better and perhaps healthier shopping choices? Join us as we navigate this new normal together.